Hello and welcome to episode one of a brand new podcast straight from the southwest of Scotland. This is the Dumfries and Galloway Rugby Podcast, and I'm Ross Anderson, joined today by my co-host, colleague, teammate, and good friend John Muir. John, how are you today? And did I cover all those bases there? Yeah, absolutely, Ross. It's good to be here. To kick things off, I thought we intro John into what we're all about and what the listeners can expect from this podcast moving forward. I think it would put us in a good place for, for episode one and, and what this whole podcast is about, really. So very briefly, we're all very keen on our rugby here, so we decided podcast that focuses on club rugby in the Dumfries and Galloway area for both the men's and women's games in order to kind of shed a little more light on rugby here in this neck of the woods. Rugby is huge in Dumfries and Galloway and I think people here often feel that sometimes there's a lack of attention or maybe just even a lack of knowledge about the rugby here in Dumfries. We have some excellent teams, a huge host of excellent players and coaches and some really great clubs that truly embody what rugby is all about but people just don't always get to hear about it. So we're here to plug that gap. So the idea of the pod is that we will interview a few uh, legends of the club game, a few characters. We will run through the fixtures. We will preview the coming the, the fixtures coming up at the weekend yeah. and also review what we know about the games that have happened in the past. And if you play well, you might even get a plug on the, plug on the show. Yeah, exactly. So... I think we just get started, eh? And we'll, yeah, look at, we'll look at the games that happened over the weekend. So, first up, I think we should talk about the, the clash of D&G and that too, with uh, Dumfries travelling across to Newton Stewart. Yeah, absolutely. You you got to that game, didn't you, John? I was, yeah. I was over I was over at it. It was, uh, it was a good game. I thought fitting from the start mm. was that both teams arrived on the pitch before the game and there was no sign of any ball. And I thought to myself... <laughs> This is going to be a cracker. Neither yeah. team interested in the ball. Both teams just want to get at each other and smash each other up. Yeah. Um, and it, to be fair, it probably it probably was that it was a game. It was a game for the defences. So personally, I thought uh, both teams' defences were were really good. Uh, but Newton's defence really got on top of Dumfries, and, and Dumfries really struggled to handle that. Um, the both teams in attack. Found it really difficult to get any real goal forward. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of line breaks, but most of the the play came from frame came from kicks. Eh? Yeah, it was a lot of a lot of the kicking game, which I think sometimes can be quite effective. As you say, a very low scoring game, so I think it was quite tactically placed from from both sides. But as you say, I think uh, I think Newton Stewart like kind of took the game to them as much as they possibly could. Yeah, so I. Dumfries came over with the, the bill and they've got a, a new boy who's came over from South Africa. Uh, well, he's, well, he's, he's originally from South Africa, um, but via Poland. Um, and he came over with the reputation of having a big boot. And to be fair, we've seen that a couple of times uh, a couple of times during the game. But the kicking game of, of Newton Stewart, I thought uh, David Gore playing at 10 and Robbie McCormick at 9. Mm-hmm. I thought Newton having those two kicking options really... Uh, really took the game to Dumfries. Their back three struggled a little bit with that. Certainly at the start of the game, they settled down in the second half when they moved they moved uh, Steely back into fullback. I thought that settled them down a little bit. But Newton's kick chase is just ferocious. Mm-hmm. They were hounding the after the balls. And one of your uh, one of your friends' brothers was uh, had, yeah. had a wee good game for Dumfries. Tom Curry. Yeah, Tom Curry is, uh, is playing very very well these days. Captain Merkiston, my old school as well. Um, done a lot of Scotland age grade stuff. Great player, but it's just 
just always keen to get into the tackles, and I think you saw saw that. Yeah, he played he played forty minutes in that half, and he, he put in a massive hit in the in the corner that stopped my brother actually uh, <laughs> stopped my brother from getting in for a score. Uh, but yeah, were you happy about that, or would you rather see him go in for the? Yeah, time? well, you know what it's like with brothers. Eh? Well, if, he, if he was to score, he would never hear the end of it. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, no. So there was controversy though. It wasn't. It wasn't a, a clear cut victory for uh, Newton Stewart. They, they had a, a rather fortuitous, I think, uh, try uh, being awarded. Both teams had tries disallowed. Yeah. So Dumfries had scored in the bottom corner and just got tackled at the last minute, and the, uh, unfortunately, the boy dropped the ball forward. And then Newton Stewart had a really classy little bit of play up the touchline, but just a forward pass mm-hmm. in there. So it was it was always going to be a tight game. Those two were going to make the difference. And then there was a, a bit of gamesmanship, I think, from from again my my brother. He made a he made a nice wee offload, man. I think he ran in front of Tom and stopped mm-hmm. Tom from coming across making the cover tackle. And that let the, the Newton boy get in. And uh, to me, oh, and now I was at the halfway line, so I can't say definitively, yeah. but for when I looked at it originally, my gut feeling was knock on over okay. the line, but the referee gave it. So okay. you've got to go with the referee's call. Yeah, absolutely. It's always final, what, then, whatever happens. So I have to get on get on with the game. We'll, we'll touch on it later, but our, our game was Stuart Tree. I think we let the ref get, get the better of us a little bit. But uh, that's, uh, as you say, the, their decision is final. So Yeah. And I think that I think that also played to Dumfries a little bit. They, mm-hmm. they, so that was just before half time. And Gav Blackburn, their their coach, Dumfries coach, managed to get the boys rallied round at half time and give them a few stern words. And they came out that first the first bit of the second half really firing, but Newton Stewart just kept them kept them away from the line. Dumfries were were pounding the line and and Newton turned them over again. When my brother been there, I hear about this red wall that they keep flogging, mm-hmm. and I was hearing it on the touchline on on Saturday. They really pride themselves on that. Got the turnovers, got the ball down the field, and managed to turn them free. And you could just, you could almost see the, you know, the oh, not again. Yeah. Uh, when they had to go back and re- rebuild their way back into mm-hmm. the twenty-two, um, but very well played by Newton Stewart. I felt they probably were the better side across the piece. Dumfries had most of the possession, um, I would say. But the Newton Stewart defence and the Newton Stewart kicking game for me was was the deciding factor. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's it's a good win for Newton Stewart. Um, that's him second in the table now, just yeah. a point off Glasgow Academicals. So yeah, so a, a, a tough fought win, but one that was was definitely needed. Four bonus, uh, four bonus, try bonus points. Try as bonus well. points, yeah. yeah, exactly. That was seven games. So yeah, and and also the best team in Dumfries and Galloway now. Mm, that's true. Yeah, so next up we're going to we're going to dig yeah. over the the rubble that was Stewartry's first v second clash at Garnock. Yeah, um, as I say, I'm part of that Stewartry team. Well, not not been here for long, but it's it's been fantastic since being there, and that's uh, first loss for the season, which is just a bit gutting. But as as I say, you've got to give it to you've got to give it to Garnock. They showed up on the day. I think the changing factor or the deciding factor was. They just implemented their game plan very, very well, and we we didn't have an answer for it fast enough. If you see what I mean, I think they scored a decent number of points before we realised how we were to kick on and and kind of get back at them. Um, but as I say, yeah, they, they they did play they did play a good game. That's a shame, but 
49 years. Though. 49 yeah. years Stuart Trey have played at, uh, against Garnock and they've never won at Lockshaw. Mm-hmm. 11 games played, 11 games lost. Interestingly enough, actually, they've only beat Garnock four times Yeah, in the club's history. So yeah, a bogey team. And, and to be honest with you, that almost doesn't surprise me considering the, the where we played. It was a horrible day and it was... It was a tough, tough game. So that, that stat doesn't almost doesn't surprise me. But as I say, I think us at our peak and them at their peak, I think we take that game. But we just weren't at our peak. So a game, though. It is a big, big game. game. It's a huge got, game. You've got to turn up. And if Garnock turned up, and as you said at the start, fair play to them. Yeah, absolutely. The is over. Um, but uh, niggling at the ref as well, that kind of stuff. You know, we didn't get on the ref's side, on the ref's good side be completely honest with you, but taking nothing away from, from Garnet, it was a tough game and they, they played very well and as I say, they just implemented their game plan and it was it, it came out on top. So I did hear I did hear though the positive coming out of it was that the, the veteran that is Stephen McCulloch mm. had a had a decent game yes, considering, the, considering the result. Yeah, no there was I know it's one of those ones that the scoreline doesn't always reflect how we played or how individuals played to be more specific there were there were some good games um yellow card didn't help us you know <laughs> i uh, i came on at i came on at 13 and about oh, must have been within the minute i came on tj got a yellow card so i was uh cheers for that tj really. um <laughs> and they had a they had a scrum inside our 22 and I was like looking to the left and right of me and there was just <laughs> 10 metres of space either side because there was there was TJ on his yellow card but ah, the, the game was dead and buried by then anyway but them two, them two centres that play for Garnock um, I coached the boy who was playing 12 through age grade rugby mm. he's very very good and the other boy uh, the boy that was, I'm sure he was playing 13 Ross McCann mm-hmm. He was uh, he was Scotland under eighteen captain when I was coming up through, and he's been playing professional rugby in Italy for the last well, 10, 12 years, and he, I think he's just come mm. back home. Well, I didn't know that. So them two centres are very very mm-hmm. good, and I did hear that they took they they managed T- TJ, who's normally a big game player for us, mm. really well, and also Hoggy coming off the bench at half time. Yeah. Um, caused him a little bit of an issue. I think he got his he got yeah, the got another, got another try to be fair another to him. Another try so. for him. So. There is some positives there, but Absolutely. not what we want to see. And I think it's just the boys maybe need to screw them up. If they thought yeah. that this season was going to be easy going unbeaten. They've, they've had a taste of humble pie. So uh, we, we've got a few weeks to, to sort this out as well. Not not got a game again until twelfth, so definitely definitely time to make amends. Yeah. Um, looking forward to putting in the graph for the next few weeks. I think, and I really think we'll come back firing on the twelfth. Next up then is uh, Annan's. Annan's trip to Cumnock, that, that didn't go much better for them. 55-19 the score, but Cumnock on that 3G pitch is going to be a real difficult yeah. difficult place to go this whole season for teams. You know, they they are, Cumnock are looking decent considering yeah. they've just moved up into this league. They're finding their feet now and as I say, home patch is going to be, going to be a good place for them, but Annan going there... I spoke to Goggs uh, just after the weekend, um, and he was saying, you know, that they've got a real, they've got a real crop of young players coming through in their second team just now. Mm-hmm. Um, that he's hoping will 
start graduating into this first 15 and just start challenging the boys a little bit more um, up up front, you know, the first team regular guys. Um, he's hoping that they'll, uh, those boys will, will kick on and, you know, make sure that they have a good season. Annan's a yeah. good, Annan's a, Annan's a mid-table side, mm. you know, I think they, they, they should They are be, about mid-table, mid-table at the moment. You know, when we played against them out here, I was really impressed by how, although we were we were beating them, they really stuck in for the whole. Oh, the whole league. absolutely. They, it was you can't take anything away from them. That's, and as I said earlier, that's what um, that's what rugby's all about, really, isn't it? It's just like how well they stuck in, as you say, and and at the end of it all, we sat sat up here and had a beer and and all that kind of good stuff that comes after you play your rugby. But as you say, during the game. They they stuck at it, so so fair play to them. Yeah. But as you say, another tough tough fixture they had this weekend. Yeah. So I think Annan speaking to Gogsy, he he wasn't he wasn't worried about it. He you know he's thinking that EG captain. I think they're having a players meeting this week just to kind of really drive home the fact that they're needing a big commitment to training if they're going to pull themselves out of this. I think the fourth fourth bottom two wins. You know, but I still, I still think they beat, they beat Adrosin, they beat Carrick, they probably beat Lindsay, um, and they maybe pick up a couple of games at mm-hmm. home, and they'll finish mid table. Yeah, I would think. I think that would be a sensible objective for them at this point in the season, seeing where they are, seven games in. Yeah, you mentioned the how how important it is to kind of make your home a bit of a fortress, isn't it? It's like huge in. In, well, in all sports, of course, but definitely in rugby, it's, it's always that you don't want to let someone come here and run over the top of you and that yeah. kind of stuff. And uh, you know, that's one of the positives I can take from from our future game at the weekend. You know, it's it's first loss of the season, but we're still unbeaten at home. I still like to think that any team coming here has a tough time, and that's that's what you need to do. That's what Anna need to do. That's what any any team in this league, in all leagues, need to do is make it a bit of a fortress. I think even you know teams coming traveling down to DNG again speaking to Gogs, apparently his, his second team are struggling for some fixtures. I think they've played four four away games and mm-hmm. one home game, and that just shows you how how much teams don't like having to travel down to DNG. Exactly. So if you make if you make that you know your commitment, home games we're going to make that a fortress. We're going to make teams really work at home. Then it bodes in good stead as you go through. Absolutely. Next up, we are we travel across to West Two, and we we have a chat about the Shire game. Yes. So, I had a couple of reports from from over there, mm-hmm. um, but match abandoned after f- fifty six minutes. Now six minutes. The rule is play sixty minutes, and the game stands. Is that the rule? That's the rule. Okay. And because they've only played fifty, uh, played fifty six. That means that fixture has to be played again. I don't know whose decision it was, whether it was Oban mm. or the referees, because there's conflicting reports. But I think Oban have played a played a clever card there, and knowing that they were they were twenty six seven down on that fifty six minute mark. Now yeah. the Oban player had a serious injury; they had to stop the game, call an ambulance. It was a real real serious hip injury. I've not had an update on how on how he's recovered, um, and we wish him all the best. Of course, yeah. But that's that's a bit of gamesmanship there, I would I would say. So they didn't have a replacement. 
Well, because the pitch was then had to be stopped because there was an injury and they couldn't move that player, they, they refused. They, they said the second team pitch wasn't suitable to play or they, they refused to move over there, okay. depending on what report you listened to. So therefore, the referee had no other option but to abandon the game. Mm. 50, as you say, 56 minutes. Bit of a... So I think Shire have lost, launched uh, an appeal to mm-hmm. Scottish Rugby to okay. say they were four minutes away from it. Can the result count? Save Oban travelling down, but... I would think Oban would want to try and play that fixture again and maybe they were missing a few boys. It's a long trip yeah. down from Oban to yeah, Oban. I think it's... I certainly, the, the, the responses I was, the reports I was getting were very heated. Mm-hmm. Were very heated from the boys. They were not they were not impressed. But, hey, if the shoe was on the other foot, there's a bit of gamesmanship there. Know, know the laws, know the rules of the competition. It's a shame as well because both, both teams are in good form, weren't they? It was always going to be a, a good game. Yeah, um, it was another first v second. Yeah, you know, a couple of first v seconds. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, uh, yeah. So I think Oban were unbeaten in, I don't know how many games, six? How many they've had? Six, seven? Yeah, I think they've um, lost. Yeah, I think they were unbeaten. Yeah. I think they were unbeaten. And Shire only lost, I'm sure Shire had only lost one game right at the start of the season. Yeah. So. No, that is a shame, but we'll have to, have to see how that one pans out. Yeah, so all eyes on SRU to see mm-hmm. see what their decision is. I think is. if a rule, it's it's tough what's going to happen. If the rule's a rule and 60's the mark, then it's probably going to get replayed. But if there's a bit of, if there's any kind of showman, like, Game proof, pressure. yeah, exactly, then we'll have to see what happens. Moving on. We can uh, now move on to the to the women's game. So we had another uh, first v second clash with uh, Stuartry women faring better on their travels than the, than the men's team, whereas they travelled up to bigger. So they, they ran, ran out 41-5 winners up at Bigger. Yeah. Bigger newly promoted, sitting second in that league. So it was tough, going to be a tough, tough game for them to go, for our Stuart Simons to go over there. But they are they are firing this season. Yeah, absolutely. They are firing. Really, really good side. So um, six, six wins and five tri-bonus points for the Simons. Yeah. And... Phaedra, uh, Phaedra playing uh, in the back line for for the Sirens is is on fire. She's their she's their top try scorer, and she scored a hat trick again on the on the weekend there. They're not unreal. She's just got pace, real classy, real balanced runner. Yeah, uh, has real good lines, and of course they've got. She'll probably not want me to call her this, but the veteran uh, Lisa Ritchie mm-hmm. and at ten pulling the strings, really good kicking game, really strong kicking game from her. Being able to find uh, Phaedra, put her into them spaces, and and we managed to recruit Freya from Dumfries. She's a right. ex Scotland Futures. Okay, yeah. She's doing real, real well for us as well. And of course, we've got a really good partnership actually with Wigtonshire. So mm-hmm. in women's rugby, they're a bit more flexible with the with the dual registrations. Yeah, it seems that it's a lot more common than what it is in the men's game. So there was a few of the the Shire girls came across and and helped out the the sirens. I think there was three of them came across, and uh, apparently from all reports, played uh, played outstanding. Really added value to the to the sirens team, and they're they're as you say, they're doing really well top of that league unbeaten so far I think they are they are pushing for that promotion spot it's that the impressive thing as well is that points difference isn't it it's it's pretty incredible yeah, it's, it's nearly 200 nearly eh? 200 and only only giving away a handful of points in, in your six games is 
amazing stuff and it's what 100 and 130 points difference more than than bigger and safe yeah yeah nah they're good they're good they have to be pushing for promotion this year i mm-hmm. think they're definitely looking at that currently saying nine points clear so they're well on their way has to be said i know they're halfway as well they've played they've played everyone this is them they've played all they've played everybody at least once so yeah. they know what everybody's everybody's like and they should be going for it and then we moved down to West One for the for the ladies, um, and that was Annan's trip to Oban. Always going to be difficult. Yeah. Always going. To, apparently, again, reports reports from the Annan camp. They had a bit of a nightmare day, and all in all, not only on the pitch but off the pitch. Apparently, there was a delayed departure, so they got away late, mm. which then puts you in the wrong mindset. Yeah, Travelling all the way up there. They had a minibus, mm-hmm. and the minibus broke down on the way back oh, home. Oh dear! Hired minibus broke down. But when I spoke to Chocolate, he was uh, he was at the side of the motorway when the bus broke down. I could hear the girls in the background still uh, still enjoying the bus trip, which again, as we've said before, is is what it's about. At this uh, exactly at this level of club land. Well, that's good to hear. Making sure they enjoy it, but. Yeah, travelling travelling up to Oban in one day. Just not easy. Not good. And then being faced by a real physical side, mm. Oban, real physical up there. Um, and, you know, there was an injury to, to, to Megan. Um, she had a, a back injury. Mm-hmm. From all reports, she's she'd made a, she'd recovered, got out of hospital that, that night. Serious. She went to A&E. They gave her the once over and, and sent her home that day. So I think she was on the bus on the way, on the way back down the road. But... Yeah, it's a bit, they're on a bit of a rebuild season, mm-hmm. I think, Annan. The leadership group is certainly having to try and um, pull. They're, they're certainly leading by the front, um, from what Chocolate's telling me. Nicole Barlow, Ashley Clark and Lexi Glendingen doing the, doing the leadership roles there. Nicole apparently played really, really well in at scrum half. Really try to drive that team forward, so... Got to hold out for a little bit longer because apparently they've got a Scotland under eighteen cap and Zoe Mitchell that right? uh, coming coming in. Coming in. She'll, she, they're hoping she will get signed off to play senior rugby in the next little while. It's um, a good bit of recruitment, that too. Probably after Christmas. I think she's come up through the, the section though. I think oh, okay. she's an Anning girl and she's oh, right, came okay. through, and they're just waiting for her to get to get signed off. Okay, good. So yeah, that's the that's pretty much it. So it was a bit of a mixed bag for the DNG teams. Mm-hmm. Couple of couple of wins, couple of losses, abandoned game. Yeah, but again, DNG rugby, a healthy place, I would say. Well, that's what this is all about, really. I mean, if we're when we're going through this year, how many games we're seeing that it's a it was a first versus second, and it, a lot of them still are first versus second. Stewartry, we lost, still top of the league. You know, Shire. Stuart Sirens, Sirens, like a lot, top. a lot still pushing high at, at the top of these tables, and and that's what kind of this is all about, just getting people realizing that the teams usually do, but especially this season they're doing very well. Yeah. Honorable mention as well to to Moffat. They had a bye, they had a bye weekend um, this weekend, um, but they they are they are struggling away in West Three. But again, I know Cami really well through mm-hmm. through Moffat. Um, and I, I, I've got faith that he'll he'll pull them. I think that league's been a bit of a disaster. Mm-hmm. If I'm honest. I think there's a lot of teams pulling out here, there, and everywhere, and a lot of jiggery pokery going on. And 
So it's a it's a competitive league that one as well though. That I know I know that yeah. first first to I don't know fifth sixth is only separated by two or three points. Yeah. So so um, tough for them, but as you say, hopefully they hopefully they get through that. Yeah, I've got faith in them again. I know Kami and I've seen I've seen their youth section. Mm-hmm. The kids coming through there. Moffat Academy actually won the Dumfries and Galloway School Championship last year. Okay. Um, at, at under 14s and under 16. So, well, yeah, they've, they've got some good stuff coming through there. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's maybe it's maybe a consolidation. Hold the fort down. Make sure the guys are enjoying the rugby, playing playing for fun, and. Uh, and then see what happens when the when their youth starts to develop into their into their squads, and then they can kick on from there. Absolutely. If we want to look ahead to to next weekend, we want to look ahead to next. Yeah, weekend, absolutely, as always. So we can look ahead to next weekend's uh, fixtures. So with the Scotland game being on, Scotland v Australia, uh, are you going to the game? I'm not. I've got tickets for Argentina, so ah. that's that's a few weeks time. I'm looking forward to that one, but um, no, this will be a cracker as well this mm-hmm. weekend. I reckon so. I'm seeing a heads up on the Scottish Rugby forums that uh, trains trains into Edinburgh this mm-hmm. weekend are going to be an absolute yeah, nightmare. My, that doesn't surprise me, not absolute nightmare. <laughs> but if you don't want to travel to Murrayfield, um, and and it's the hope that kills you, and seeing Scotland going up against Australia, um, there is fixtures that are happening uh, locally. So Newton Stewart are playing Borough Muir in a rearranged rearranged fixture. Mm. I think that was the the weekend that rugby stopped. To, to mourn the death of the to mourn the death of the queen. Yeah. Um. And Dumfries are playing last week as well. So that would yeah, be those two, are those two very good games actually. That'll be two good games to go and see. Newton Stewart or Muir especially, I think, is is a good game. And then uh, there was supposed to be two fixtures in the National Shield. Stewart was supposed to play Irvine. Yeah. But unfortunately, yeah. Irvine have had to withdraw from the competition, and East Kilbride were due to play Annan. But unfortunately, Annan have had to withdraw from that. Um, apparently, eleven players of theirs heading to the Scotland game. Right. That's what happens when the when there's cup fixtures being played on international weekends. Yeah, exactly. But that's a decision that was made. That was the decision we made, voted for. So we have to go with it. So unfortunately, Annan withdraw. So that will mean Esco Bray go through, and Irvine have withdrawn. So Stewartry go through to the next round in the national in the national field. Hopefully we don't see that happening a lot over the next month because obviously we've got four Scotland games coming up. Hopefully not too many teams are having to pull out their cup competitions, shield competitions because you know, those are those can be some of the best games of the season. Yeah. Sometimes clubs clubs uh, prioritise league fixtures. Yeah. Exactly. And you've got to take a sometimes you've got to take a break whenever you need to. Yeah. But you're right. Hopefully we don't see that too often because we want to get rugby played. Exactly. Well, for this week's episode, I believe we've covered all bases. We're not? I think so, yeah. Uh, we really hope you've enjoyed this introductory episode. Moving forward, we'll be discussing all the teams mentioned today in greater length, their results as we did, upcoming fixtures, hopefully plenty of interviews with a number of representatives from uh, some of these great clubs. But I think we've set the series up quite nicely with a little welcome episode. Good to have you all on board. Hope yeah. you enjoy our journey as we go through this podcast. Yeah, looking, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a bit of a new territory, but I think it's something that's that's got to be done for for rugby in this in this region. Absolutely, I think you know as you said at the top of the show, we have some real good rugby. 
real good rugby uh, talent coming through, um, and we've, we've got a shout about it. Uh, I see there's two boys being selected for the Glasgow under 18s as well this um, this week. It's Fergus Clanahan and mm-hmm. Ross Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've just been selected, and I know um, there was a couple of boys from Dumfries and Galloway that were also playing in the at Murrayfield on Wednesday. I think it was Glasgow under 17s. Okay, I'm sure. Ex, an ex Stewartry boy, Matthew Hind. He was uh, he was certainly in that squad. I'm sure there was an uh, apologies to the guys uh, who were in that squad, but I didn't get a squad list to double check. But I think there was another two or three from Dumfries End that managed to, to get into that squad as well. So you know, there's healthy. Well, all all age grades as well. Everything's everything's good. Well, and yeah. as we said, that's that's what we're here to do: shine the light on. Shine the light on Dumfries and Galloway's rugby. Absolutely. Give us a follow on our Instagram. What's our Instagram, John? DG Rugby Podcast. DG Rugby Podcast. Yes, there you go. And we look forward to speaking to you again next week. It's been a pleasure.